And the text for this afternoon's sermon is the fifth commandment, as we read that in Exodus 20, verse 12. The words, honour your father and your mother, that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. In connection with that, we'll read from Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5 from verse 15 to chapter 6 verse 9. Ephesians 5 from verse 15. Dear read the word of God. Therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to God, even the Father. And be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church, he himself being the saviour of the body. But as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So husbands ought also to love their own wives as their own body. He who loves his own wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ also does the church, because we are members of his body. For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother, and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is great, but I'm speaking with reference to Christ and the church. Nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife, even as himself. And the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, be obedient to those who are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in the sincerity of your heart, as to Christ. Not by way of eye service, as men pleases, 
but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. With goodwill, render service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good thing each one does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether slave or free. And masters, do the same things to them, and give up threatening, knowing that both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no partiality with him. As far as reading of scripture, and because the teaching on the fifth commandment is summarized in our confession, Lord's Day 39, we'll read that. Lord's Day 39. It's page 52, the back of our Psalter hymnal. Lord's Day 39, there you have the question and answer. What is God's will for us in the fifth commandment that I honour, love and be loyal to my father and mother and all those in authority over me that I obey and submit to them as is proper when they correct and punish me and also that I be patient with their failings for through them God chooses to rule us. Shall we pray for the preaching? Gracious God and Father, it's good to read your word again. And now we're ready for the preaching of your word, we pray. Speak to us, Lord, through your servant. May we receive it, not as a word of man, but as your word. Mould our thoughts and lives through it. Write your words in our hearts so that we can take those words with us in our daily life and practice. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, What is the first relationship you enter into here on earth? Is this not the relationship with your parents? We are born as children of our parents. How did most of you first come in contact with the church and with the Christian faith? Was it not through your parents? At your baptism, your parents brought you into the church. As a child of believing parents, you received the sign of being included in the Christian church. As a member of a family, you eventually entered other relationships. Beloved, under normal circumstances, every new life starts at home with dad and mum. Dad and mum receive authority over us. Their authority is the first and most natural form of authority. This is fundamental to all other relationships. 
there at home with dad and mum, we learn what authority is and how we are to deal with it. And that's when the Lord wants to talk about human relationships. He explicitly mentions the relationship between parents and children. Honour your father and your mother. This afternoon I want to preach the fifth commandment. Honour your father and your mother. We look at three things. Firstly, the depth of this commandment. You are to honour them. Secondly, the seriousness of this commandment. You are to do this for the sake of God. And thirdly, the extent of this commandment. You are to honour all those in authority over you. First, the depth of the commandment. That's honour them. Beloved, who is the Lord addressing in this commandment? Here the Lord is expressly talking to our boys and girls. Yes, boys and girls, you are instructed, honour your father and your mother. This commandment is, is, however, not only for our young children. Like all other commandments, this command applies to young and old. This applies even to those who are already married. The way you honour your parents will differ depending on your age and circumstances. But the command stays. In the past, in an agricultural society, this was more obvious than today. Then older and younger families mostly lived together within a larger family unit, a clan or tribe. The generations lived together, and those married children still had a lot to do with their parents. The history of Jacob gives us an example of such a family unit. In Genesis 46, we read that Jacob brought all his descendants with him to Egypt. His sons and grandsons, his daughters and granddaughters all who belong to him. In such an agricultural society, the individual families lived together on the family property. And thus the grandparents still exercised a degree of authority over their children until their death. From this it's clear that the fifth commandment does not only target our young children, it also applies to adults living in their family clan. It applies even with regard to deceased parents. How do you honour your deceased parents? By, for example, giving them an honourable funeral. And by taking to heart the good instruction you received from them during their life. The Old Testament patriarchs left us an example in this regard. Of course, there's a difference between the child at home with father and mother and the adult living on his own. Well, how are you to honour your father and your mother? First, by obeying them. Paul emphasises this when he writes, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. 
And to obey means to listen to them. It can very easily happen that I, out of respect, listen to them when they speak to me. And thereafter just go my own way again without really taking notice of what they said. Am I then honouring my parents? To honour them is more. Take their instruction to heart. Follow it up. Obey it. Don't just let them talk, but obey them in the Lord, for this is right, Paul says. Yes, obey also when they say things you regard as less pleasant. And how often doesn't that happen in a family? For example, when your parents set certain rules, you find far too strict. For example, with regard to going out, partying, even friendships. Try to understand what your parents are saying. Why they are saying it. Generally, children at home are still young and inexperienced and therefore vulnerable. Your parents are given to you to guide you and instruct you, also to protect you. You may not realise certain dangers or what is truly good or bad for you. Therefore, listen to their good instruction and discipline even if it doesn't suit you. But beloved, does this then mean that I must always do what my parents ask of me? Scripture talks about obedience in the Lord. The parents do not have an unlimited authority. If they ask bad, sinful things, then I'm not even allowed to obey them. For I have to obey God before man. But how am I to know when something is bad? This is not determined by my feelings. Take a friendship or relationship that parents disapprove of on the basis of Scripture. Of course, I have strong feelings about this matter. After all, I'm very fond of that person. Yet I can't refuse obedience because I don't feel like it. The norm is not my personal feelings or wishes. The norm is God's word. And the question I always need to ask myself is, what would God want me to do? His word ultimately shows the way. Your love for him determines your choices. Brothers and sisters, the commandment speaks of honouring them. When I obey them with a rebellious heart, grudgingly, am I then honouring them? 
to obey blindly or slavishly because I'm afraid of them is also not the fulfillment of this commandment. The Lord commanded me to honour them. And to honour them is much more than just to do what they say, regardless of my attitude. The commandment goes much deeper than my outward behaviour. The word honour shows that God wishes to see the right attitude, an attitude of respect and honour. But what does it mean to honour them? In the original language, the word refers to someone's weight, someone's importance. What they say or do carries weight for the children. As a child, I have to give my parents their full weight, so to speak. I have to respect the position God has given them. But what is their weight? Well, let's look at that in the second point, where we look at the seriousness of this command. Honour them for the sake of God. Why do we have to honour our parents? What is their weight? Do we have to honour them because of their experience in life? Or because they're so knowledgeable, so strong, so wise? But what if my parents are not strong? wise or knowledgeable what if they are poor leaders and have difficulty managing their household what should I do with with parents who have less knowledge or wisdom than their children there are many children today who outdo their parents in certain areas. Does this mean that you don't have to honour them anymore? Brothers and sisters, it's clear that we should not go in that direction. The fifth commandment is general and addresses all children, regardless of how the parents are. Why do we have to honour them? Because it's God's will to govern us by their hand. Our parents have a certain weight because God has appointed them to the office of being a parent. They're God's instruments, servants. In his wisdom, God gave them to us as children. He gave us a place in that family with those parents. All authority comes from God. And therefore we must submit ourselves with due obedience for God's sake. To honour our parents 
does not depend on human feelings or attitudes, attributes. It does not depend on the atmosphere they create in the home. How they've converted the house to a home. It does not depend on the love they show. It's good to emphasize this. For how easily aren't parents written off when children don't experience the love they seek or when they miss certain qualities? Indeed, in such families, it can be very difficult. Don't underestimate it. As children, you then have a heavy burden to bear. But does this disqualify your parents? Does it free you from the obligation to honour them? No. Because honouring your parents does not depend on their qualities. It depends on God's appointment. God has appointed them over us. That's why we honour them. Beloved, sadly enough, there are parents who abuse their position and harm their children. And in that case, it might happen that the children need to be removed from their parental care and placed under the care of others. A very tragic situation. But this exception does not disqualify God's general rule of the fifth commandment. And beloved, within the church, the weight of parents is all the more evident. Of every child, we confess that he or she is conceived and born in sin. What is in the weight of my parents in the church? Surely this, first of all, that through them, God wants to lead me in his ways. They taught me to walk with God. They did it in weakness and with shortcomings. But this does not annul the great weight God has given them in my life. When we see and appreciate this as the most important thing in our lives, then we will have patience with their weaknesses and shortcomings. Parents are also weak and sinful human beings. Yet they receive such a huge responsibility to bring us up on behalf of God and for the glory of God. Well, just think about that for a moment. Who is able to do that faithfully and perfectly? And therefore, patience is necessary. Patience with their weaknesses and shortcomings. And just think of the patience that 
God constantly wishes to show to me. In this light, we want to honour Christian parents. It's via them that most of us exist and belong to God's people. Through their hand, God led me or wishes to lead me in his ways. Would I then not listen to their good instruction and discipline? The Lord knows what he does when he puts parents in authority over us. We were all conceived and born in sin. And will we then automatically grow up to know and to serve God? No way. Sin happens automatically, but not serving God. To get us to that point, a lot has to happen with us. The Spirit of God has to interfere in our lives. And the Spirit does it, first of all, through our parents. Therefore, listen carefully to your parents, even if you think you know better. Don't overestimate yourself. You too were conceived and born in sin. By nature, you too are foolish. And foolishness doesn't disappear automatically. Wisdom has to be learned. And therefore let yourself be guided by the good instruction and discipline of your parents. Realise the weight God has given them. Respect their authority. Have patience with their weaknesses. Rather than being rebellious, help them to fulfil their godly calling. Yes, pray for them and encourage them to be what God wants them to be. Beloved, sadly, not all parents are faithful. Not all parents bring up their children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Many parents only give their children a humanistic upbringing. But even then, those parents are servants of God. God called them to the office of being a parent. And we need to respect that. The fifth commandment remains in force. Honour your father and your mother. True, the way you do it will be different than in the case of truly godly parents. Sometimes it can be very difficult to work out how to fulfill the fifth commandment in such a situation. Still, we must maintain that parents receive their position from God. They were God's instruments in bringing us into the world. Show respect for them. Maybe through your love and loyalty, they may discover and acknowledge their own failings. Pray for them and work at it that they may seek and acknowledge God in their lives. Honour them for the sake of God. And now the third point. 
the extent of the commandment. Honour all those in authority over you. In the introduction, I already pointed out that the authority of parents is the most natural and fundamental authority. That's why God explicitly mentions that relationship in the fifth commandment. This does not mean that the fifth commandment ends with it. As with all the other commandments, the fifth commandment doesn't mention all possible cases. God mentions a typical case to cover a whole range of cases. And rightly so, our confession extends the fifth commandment to all those in authority over us. The fifth commandment applies to all relationships of authority. Think of the relationship between governing authorities and us citizens. In Romans 13, the Lord explicitly calls the governing authorities his servants. Thus Paul writes in Romans 12, 13, verse 1, 2 and 7, every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And those which exist are established by God. Therefore, Whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God. Render to all what is due them. Tax to whom tax is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. Honour to whom honour. Obedience can only be denied when they ask things that go against God's will. God chooses to rule us through them. We can also think of the relationship between office bearers, elders, deacons, ministers, and church members. The Lord instructs in Hebrews 13 to 17, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls. The office bearers are indeed human beings like you and me with weaknesses and shortcomings. Jesus Christ is the only perfect office bearer. Yet God wants to rule us through the office bearers. If we respect the weight God gives them, then we will submit ourselves to their good instruction and discipline with due obedience and will have patience with their shortcomings. We can also apply the fifth commandment to the relationship between a husband and a wife. The nature of that relationship is, of course, totally different than that between parents and children. A wife is not a child. A wife is not a slave. She is equal before God. Yet also here, there is a certain authority given by God. Husband and wife are equal before God. 
but have received different responsibilities. And that's what we read in Ephesians 5, verse 22. Wives, be subject to your own husbands, as to the Lord. Honour, love, and be loyal to them. This also means accept their guidance and assist them in all good things. Yes, help them to be what God appointed them to be. Help them to be the leaders they should be. This doesn't give the husband a license to do what he likes. God also instructs the husband and all who have authority not to abuse their position, but to give loving leadership. Yes, husbands are even instructed to love their wives in a sacrificial way, as Christ loved his church, making them beautiful and allowing them to flourish. No small task. Just try it, to love someone as Christ loved his church. Paul also refers to the relationship between slaves and masters. In our society we no longer have slaves, thankfully. Although sometimes we do still encounter abuse and humiliation of vulnerable people that reminds us of slavery. It's in every country. But we no longer formally have the position of slaves and masters. And thus we need to be careful how we apply the fifth commandment and Paul's instruction to labour relationships. Today the employer-employee relationship is generally determined by a mutually accepted contract. As employee, you voluntarily accept the job offered under specified conditions. You are free to terminate the contract and to work elsewhere after a specified period of time. Well, this was totally different to how the situation was in the past, in the ancient world, where the master literally owned the slave. But also today, there is within the labour agreement a relationship of authority. Within the agreement, we have one who exercises authority and another who is subject to it. The employer gives instructions. He may also expect the task to be fulfilled within the agreed conditions. In that sense, the employer the director, the manager, have authority over the employee. And the employee is obliged to obey within the terms of the contract. As to Christ. Therefore let God's command determine your behaviour at work. Know your place. Respect the position of others. And do your best for God's sake. Work as though you're working for Christ.
and not for man. That will certainly have an effect in the way you do your daily work. Beloved, Christ has bought us with his precious blood. He is the one who has appointed people over us. Then show your obedience to Christ by submitting yourself with your obedience to those in authority over you. Honour them and listen to them as to Christ. This benefits everyone. Those who are in authority, those around you, and yourself. It's a blessing for society. And more importantly, God receives the glory he deserves. In Ephesians 5 verse 21, Paul writes, And be subject to one another in the fear of Christ, or out of reverence for Christ. Christians are to be submissive people. That is, be prepared to be each other's servants. Let people recognize you as a Christian by your submissiveness, by your willingness to serve. But brothers and sisters, who is able to fulfill the fifth commandment in its depth, seriousness and extent? Which parent or leader is perfect in his discipline and leadership? Which child or adult is perfect in his or her obedience, love and loyalty? There is only one who has fulfilled this commandment perfectly. It's our Lord Jesus Christ. Be glad that he did it. In this way, he can atone for our shortcomings and sins. In Christ, the slate of our rebellion can be wiped clean. In Christ, the slate of our poor leadership can be wiped clean. In him, you can make a new start. As child and as parent, as subject and as leader, it is striking that Paul, in this context, mentions being filled with the Spirit of God. The words of Ephesians 5, verse 21, be subject to one another, depend on the preceding words of verse 18. Do not get drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Brothers and sisters, boys and girls, let people recognise you as people filled with the Spirit of God. Let the Spirit of God determine your conduct and interpersonal relationships. Let submissiveness characterise your life. Submissiveness out of reverence for Christ. Show this in your attitude to all those whom God has put over you. 
contrary to the revolutionary spirit of this time. Honour your father and your mother. Honour all those who God has set over you. Yes, do it for the sake of God. On the basis of his saving grace and through his transforming spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, thank you for the structures and relationships you have created. Thank you for the relationship parents and children. Thank you for mums and dads who care for us, guide us in your ways. Thank you for children who let themselves be guided in your ways. Bless that relationship. We confess that we as parents often fall short in our upbringing of our children. And that we as children often fall short in honouring our parents. Thank you for forgiveness in Jesus Christ and for your spirit to equip us for our duty. We pray for those who have experienced or still do experience neglect or abuse. Father, you know, you know how difficult and traumatic this can be. Grant that help may be sought and found. Give relief and healing. Bless the relationship between husbands and wives. May love and loyalty characterize that relationship. A desire to serve each other and assist each other to be what you wish us to be. Bless the relationship between governing authorities and the citizens. Give wisdom, discernment and strength to our governing bodies, especially to our Prime Minister and his team. Grant that the government may act responsibly for the best of our nation. Bless also the relationship between employers and employees. Grant that the relationship may be characterised by commitment and fairness, by loyalty and reliability. That wherever we are and whatever we do, we do our best for your sake and to your glory as though we are working for you. Hear us and equip us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.